And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Dave Barnett, longtime friend, longtime voice of uh, North Texas, University of North Texas, the Mean Green, has flown back from Vegas. And he didn't even really need a jet to do it. Um, Dave, uh, c- c- congratulations. Very, um, very exciting day. Now, what was the uh, – did some did some folks there in Denton or at Alliance Airport where the team was uh, landing, did did some folks make their way out there to, uh, to greet the team plane? Um, well, travel was um... – kind of made up on the fly because so many people <laughs> from school came out to Las Vegas, so they had to get a bigger charter, and that meant uh, the bigger plane had to land at a different airport and then bus uh, the players and everybody to the uh, smaller airport at Denton, and that's where, yeah, the, the Mean Green Maniacs, uh, the uh, student fan uh, collection, was there to greet them along with a battery of cameras. All four of the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth TV stations were there, so yeah, it's it's been... Um, been quite a whirlwind uh, last 24 hours or so. I mean, you sound like you got rest, though. I mean, this is not a, a guy that's been in Vegas and stayed up all night celebrating. Uh, I guess it's just you have to, you know, a radio professional that you are. Uh, I hear no strain in the voice that um, suggests that you stayed up really late <laughs> last night. Well, here's my history in Vegas, okay? Um, first first trip was with the uh, Mavericks when, believe it or not, the Utah Jazz used to play some games in Las Vegas when they couldn't sell out in Salt Lake. And so um, got there in time to watch the Raiders-Redskins Super Bowl uh, on the TVs in the MGM Grand, and uh, I made my way to the nearest casino yanked a poker machine. On my second pull, I got a royal flush. And uh, ding, ding, ding for about 30 seconds, all the money pouring out of the machine. (laughs) And I learned later that the chances of a royal flush in someone's lifetime is like one in five million. So I used up all my lifetime luck on my second pull, my first trip ever to Vegas. So I don't know. I don't I don't uh, I don't haunt the casinos in the wee hours. Give me a give me a ballpark figure for what that amount was. I mean, that's that's Uh, pretty amazing. I was probably playing quarters. I don't remember. I mean, my first time in, I'm not playing $10 chips. And I think the payoff for a quarter was 80 bucks. And in 1984, that was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. That was ringing it out, and everybody's looking around to see who's yeah. up, who struck it rich over there. I like it. And, uh, boy, Dave Barnett, I, I, I saw you in the background. Apparently, I gave you credit for somebody else's jacket. But I have been seeing that jacket show up at the different sites. I mean, that is a uh, – I think your your broadcast buddy, you know, Hank, uh, who people have heard also calling uh, UNT football, basketball, other things over the years, That that's a good – you know, at first glance, it kind of looks like that old Boston Celtics green. You know, I got to say, like, that's what grabs me. I'm like, wait, is that a – and then it dawns on me. I'm like, no, no, that's a mean green UNT jacket. And now, that yeah. to me, that would get a little warm – Wearing a something like that to call the call the game in, were you getting a little toasty in that jacket? 
that I was not wearing that. That was my partner, Hank Dickinson's jacket. That was yeah, Hank. Okay, I thought. Yeah. yeah, I read the tweet and thought <laughs> that's funny. I just, I just assumed I saw a broadcaster and thought that's Dave. Okay, so it was Hank that wears that thing. Okay, I'm apologize well, to Hank. I finally figured yeah. it out. Well, basically by request at this point because it's brought nothing but good luck. So uh, he wasn't about to retire it. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of a one of a kind. It, it does look like the old, you know, fifties Celtics letter jackets, you know, kind of the lettering and definitely the Kelly green. So yeah, it, it was definitely an eye catcher behind the, um, uh-huh. the well, Dave, where does this in your mind rank among UNT? Uh, I'm thinking back and you've been, to, you've been going to these games for a long time. I would think basketball wise the Purdue win in the in you know that's hard to top because of boy just meant a a ton to the program was a huge moment but then to win an NIT championship I mean it felt great it's on ESPN Um, I mean I think the whole place has gotten behind it I mean it, it just it's kind of remarkable does this feel like a a top four or five moment in in UNT sports history I think it's top one, actually. Okay. I, I don't think you can compare anything that's that's ever been achieved before, um, because you know, in six years, Grant McCaslin has won twelve NCAA postseason games, NCAA tournament, NIT, two NITs, ran the table this year, uh, and then won the CBI his first year after he inherited an eight team, um, and so you know he had gotten the fans used to the idea that this is a program that can, you know, become a regular uh, feature of postseason basketball. Uh, unfortunately, in Conference USA, it's been a one-bid league. This year, it should have been a three- or four-bid league. Uh, but the run, the length of the run, uh, the fact that, you know, it included wins at Oklahoma State, win in Vegas over Wisconsin, you know, the teams that normally get NCAA bids or from the conferences that load up on the bids. Uh, I think that's incredibly satisfying to the fan base. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's two really solid weeks of attention and, uh, you know, ESPN exposure, uh, which has been fairly hard to come by over the years for the major programs here. So, yeah, I think in terms of the, the overall reaction of the university, the fans, the city of Denton, the students themselves, uh, I think this tops anything that any sport has ever pulled off at UNT. What was the watering hole, do you think, where most people in Denton were taking this in? I bet there were several. Uh, Denton's got several sports bars. I think I saw one in something called maybe the Green Room, which is a good name for a UNT area bar or something. Uh, I bet you were kind of enjoying watching everybody, you know, kind of say where they were, what what watch party and all that? Because I had people asking, could they join me for my watch party? You know, it just it's always a little you know strange to be like, well, I don't know you, but yeah, come on over to the house and watch the game <laughs> with me. <laughs> but um, I, I, I bet I bet that's been fun. What what is kind of known as the the best place to watch a game like that in the Denton area? Um, well, there's a place called East Side that's uh, just off the downtown square, um, probably a mile for campus, if that, that has an outdoor area. Um, they put up a big screen, and uh, every time I would see something on Twitter or Facebook, you know, mm. people, they were going nuts. Um, so there were a few of those off campus. The Union Building has a big, um, 
you know, kind of dining performing area called the Seneca. They had the game up there on campus. So I think there were several, but those were probably the two hot. Dave Barnett joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Boy, that, that had to be with Grant McCaslin and everything circling about him, and obviously news comes out today that he's headed to uh, to Texas Tech. And we kind of knew it's where that was heading, but I still think, Dave, that makes it even more impressive that this team, Grant, everybody, you know, he just – you've seen it happen and it go a different direction. When all these rumors are circulating, one report came out right before y'all were going to play against Oklahoma State. I didn't even like the way that was worded. And, and, and yet it didn't – the team just kept focused. It didn't really let that dominate. Um, what do you credit that to? Is that Grant? Is that just a combination of things? Because it doesn't always work out like that. It's it's a lot of him. I mean, really, everything in this program comes from him and just the force of his personality and who he is. He, he is the most selfless person I've ever dealt with in sports. As you know, sports is not a place uh, where you find people with little egos. Uh, and Grant has no ego. That is not an exaggeration. I asked his father once, uh, has he always been like this? Because every time I've tried to compliment him or you know say something he did went well he always reflects that praise onto his staff onto the players everybody but himself uh and his dad said oh he's always been like that as a little kid you know he had a great game all he wanted to talk about was his teammates so that's been the tone set from the top um the he, he reminds me of greg popovich who i spent you know years with with the spurs in that what they uh, build their success on is the entire person, not just basketball talent. If you don't have the type personality that will fit in these locker rooms, then you're not going to be recruited. You're not going to be drafted uh, by Pop. You've got to be over yourself. That's Pop's great phrase for having no ego. And so those are the people that Grant has assembled. That's his staff. That's his players. Um, and, and when they lost the UAB in the conference tournament semifinals, uh, they were devastated, but immediately the resolve was, okay, well, let's just go win the NIT. And lo and behold, that's what they did. So as the rumors were popping up about Grant, you know, I don't know if he ever addressed it with the team other than to say, well, yeah, you know, other schools are recruiting you guys too. You know, that Mm -hmm. goes on all the time in layup lines. So it's part of the atmosphere of college basketball right now. I think it's also because they were so single-minded on – pulling this off, you know, which they did last night. And it, it just, it was never a factor that I ever saw in any of the meetings, um, being on the buses, planes, they, they, you know, may have known, yeah, he may be going, but it was absolutely no factor at all. And I think part of it is because they figured, well, Ross Hodge is going to take over and Grant has, has pretty much considered Ross, his co-head coach. Grant talks to the team as much if not more than, than Grant does sometimes. Uh, Ross has that kind of pull. He has always gotten the credit from Grant as being the defensive guru, the architect, two years in a row now leading the nation in scoring defense. And so the continuity will be there. Who knows, some of the assistants will go to love it with Grant. But the fact that I think the players knew that the torch would be passed to Ross Hodge, uh, I think put a lot of minds at ease if they were worried about it in the first place, and I never saw any indication that they were. I'm glad Grant is easier to interview than Pop. Um, you 
you probably were. <laughs> you, During games, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even after for the, the rest of us, now I think you had the kind of relationship with Pop where he was probably somewhat comfortable around you and that kind of thing. But he can be... Uh, he can be a bit prickly under the best of circumstances. And of course, Grant is not really wired like that at all. But I do find that fascinating that you found that, that, that what you were just talking about that they have in common. Now, these players, what about like Tyler Perry? I mean, it's so interesting. Comes from a JUCO, lightly recruited from a, from a small place in Oklahoma. And yet nobody loves the big stage more. Nobody, I mean, just lives for it. Wants the ball in his hands. Wants to take the final shot. Usually delivers. Um, what a remarkable story! And and he, of course, he's got the funny name uh, because it, it it's the same name as a as a well known actor slash director. But of course, he spells his name differently. T y l o r. This our Tyler at uh, UNT. What was he like when he first came in? And 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 what have you seen him sort of grow into over these last couple seasons? He is um, the friendliest, most not unassuming uh, young man you'll ever meet in your life. You would, if you just sat next to him at a restaurant or something, you'd never have any idea he is a superstar college athlete. Uh, in that way, he is the ultimate Grant McCaslin recruit. Uh, no D1 offers out of high school. He was told by D1 coaches. Uh, you're a D2 point guard. I don't think you can play at the D1 level. And so this is, you know, the, the type of players that Grant has gathered over the years. His best players had no Division One offers. Best players on that team that beat Purdue in the NCAA, no one wanted them out of high school. Um, Grant and his staff are so plugged into the JUCO level, they find these guys, and they not only find them, uh, knowing that they can play, they find them knowing that their personalities are going to mesh. Um, and, and the main thing that, that they all have in common, and this is Tyler to a T, is that they are gym brats. They live for basketball. They live to get better. Tyler would go shoot on his own every night. So all those 30-footers he's throwing up, there's no telling how many thousands of hours have gone into those. Uh, that's who Grant recruits, you know, guys who have chips on their shoulders who know they're better than the world thinks they are. And he gives them the format to show that. What What is Tyler doing after he shoots the three? Isn't it always interesting? He When he pulls that thing from way out there, like you're talking about, there's always something he kind of does with his hand. It's almost like he's a, he's a showman. That's funny that he's that unassuming. Because you'd never know it by the style he plays with. You know, you'd think, well, this guy's going to be the life of every party. Um, you know what I'm talking about? There's almost like a flair that he has. Like when he shoots yeah. the three, he there's almost a little po- post-shot thing that he does. And, and I and I don't know. I don't know what to compare it to. But I have you know what I'm kind of talking about? Uh, I, a couple times I've seen it, especially after you know his bigger shots, his game winners. Um, I. I've never asked him about that. It may be just yeah. his little, you know, his, his kind of uh, thumbs up to himself. I don't know. I got or, you. You know, that one worked. I'm, I'm not really sure. But, um, you know, when I say he's unassuming, that, that's not to say he's quiet. He's very bubbly. I mean, th- this entire flight, two hours in the back of his charter, was nothing but the players singing and, and <laughs> rapping to each other. And probably was right in the middle of that. Um, you know, so he's um, – 
you know, he's just he's the guy that you would want to be your son, your son-in-law, your brother, your coworker, eventually your boss, or your coach. I just, you know, and and he's emblematic of all the players that Grant McCaslin has recruited here, and the type of players he's going to recruit to Lubbock. Have you grown fond of any uh, any 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 rap music or anything, Dave? Do they ever get you involved in any, whether it be? Some of the some of the dancing, or maybe uh, belting out a couple of rhymes. Have have you ever done it? Because uh, with that rich baritone that you have, I think it'd sound pretty good. I think my only role as a musical consultant to the team, I think they they could benefit from exposure to um, Stevie Wonder, the Ohio players. Um, you know, that's more my era. Uh, <laughs> so I, I watch and I listen, and uh, most of it is uh, kind of incomprehensible to me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not a musical consultant in any way. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was happy for all of y'all, but, boy, you in particular, I uh, haven't known you all these years and haven't watched Grant, and uh, Grant will do great out there. I wish all these Baylor people wouldn't go – you know, in, into the Big 12. I mean, Tang's unbelievable. Grant will go out to Tech now. The Scott Drew tree is very impressive. And uh, Wichita State has Paul Mills. And uh, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. And I, again, there's other trees that have more branches. Um, you know, the guy at West Virginia, of course, you know, has, has quite a few when you start looking at it. But uh, Bill Self and others. Have had a lot of guys uh, go on, but uh, Grant just um, there is that egoless thing you were talking about. Some of that comes from Scott. Now I'm not saying Grant doesn't have some of that naturally. I'm trying to think back when I knew Grant when he was playing at Baylor. If he had a lack of ego, I think those players had a lack of ego, uh, Dave, because they weren't winning any games <laughs> at well, Baylor. My, my, um, <laughs> what, what I have been. Uh, told about Grant as a player at Baylor is that um, he was the walk-on that no one wanted to have guarded <laughs> in practice because he was, I mean, he's the feisty 5'8 kid, you know, who uh, no one thinks can play. And uh, his motto is the toughest team wins. So that's how he was as a player, you know, the playing opportunities he got. And that's his um, philosophy as a coach. So I I think I would love he's the kind of guy that you would love to have as a teammate and you probably would have hated to have to play against him. Yeah. And I think Harry Miller has some story about that. There's some there's some great stuff out there. Well, Dave, um, take a nap. I mean, this whole thing has been a lot of fun. Sissoko just becomes like a folk hero out of nowhere. You know, Abu uh, sadly wasn't a, a part of this run because of whatever, you know, personal thing he was tending to. And yet that's kind of the mentality of this team. Um, Sissoko steps up and makes huge defensive plays. And, oh, by the way, he's not that bad of an offensive player. Now, of course, he didn't call glass when he banked in a shot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was, I think we were all kind of like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And then he banks it in. But uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Well, and this team is a remarkable, Dave, in the fact that when it's close, um, they always seem to find a way, which is when you go to their overtime record, what is it, Dave? You'll know. Isn't it something insane, like 8-1 and one or 9-1 and one over the last couple of years? Uh, that sounds right, yeah. I, I remember very few overtime losses. Yeah, yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. Yeah, that sounds exactly right. 
All right. Well, I was out opening day, man. I still think of you when I'm out at the ballpark or at, and uh, out at the new ballpark for opening day, and that was a wild one, 11-7 with the Rangers. But, hey, congratulations, and uh, always fun to visit with you, and I really, uh, really appreciate you uh, being on, and I hope you'll be like the grand marshal of the uh, parade if they have one there in Denton. <laughs> Uh, I'll pass that along if there's a parade being organized. I'll refer them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be leading that thing. I'll just be waving at you as you come by. All right, Dave, uh, have a great one, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, anytime, Matt. All right, there he goes, Dave Barnett, the uh, voice of UNT Athletics football.